Okay. All right. We're ready when we're ready. I think we're ready now. Yeah. One, two, three, go! Welcome back to the Career Podcasters, clearly in the new studio. We got the wedding sign because Alex and I's consummation happened in 2020. Truly as podcasters, as a podcast duo, that's when... It was founded. It was begun in 2020. And it looks better. When I say consummated the marriage, I I am implying everything that comes with consummation. You've seen the profile picture, you know. (laughs) But yes, welcome in. I yeah. think that it's a little weird, but we'll get it's used weirder. To it. We'll get better. When we went to vlog the other day, I thought about this interesting mentality of the of the vlogger in general. When we went yeah. to record us eating, it didn't sit entirely right with me. It, it feels a little just, weird. But the thing is, I think you you have to. We'll get over that. You you're making it unnatural because you're seeing the camera. If you didn't see the camera, and I went, Yo, Matt, what would you rate this meal? And you went like, Yeah, it's pretty good, like four to five. And be like, All right, for sure. Would you come here again? Yeah. It could just be a conversation. That's true. And I like the uh, idea that you had, which I'm not going to spoil right now, but I think that that's a good way to go about it. But yeah, just the concept of being yeah. filmed in normal shit that you do. Yeah. I try and think of the third person perspective of people around us, like the guys at the cash rest being like, these fucking guys. So like, what, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> Dude, it's funny we like a average, like Mediterranean joint, not average. It was really good. It yeah. was good and close to home, but it wasn't like we went out of our way to film doing this. So it just felt to me like I was making a regular situation uh-huh. more unnatural than it was, which again, you'll yeah. get over. Yeah. It's just, well, cause you, the fact that you're even thinking about it, like you just have to turn that off, like pretend like I'm not recording because I've recorded you. And if you, if you were looking down at your food eating and you didn't know that I put my phone up, I could have done the same shot. That's true. And you wouldn't have That's true. I agree. But like what you're talking about more is the larger picture of vlogging, which is the whole like you walk around your whole life with a camera. You're on camera almost all the time. Yeah. That sounds painful. I yeah. agree. I would never want to do like long form like that. Well, because it makes me think of this guy that I saw in Vietnam. He was basically stream selfie stick yeah. camera going the whole time. Wow. And I didn't interact that much with this guy. He was at my hostel when I was there sometimes and he was trying to get everybody in his videos into like do shit and be involved in his travel stream. And it was just to me, the epitome of fucking sadness (laughs) cause he was living it through the phone screen the whole time. He wasn't able to live it himself. No. And it's very interesting to me that that mindset kind of gets created along with the whole look at my light, the whole vlogging scene in general, the whole idea of even if you have specifics within vlogging, (laughs) I think that it creates a weird mentality, especially for a guy like that who was just live streaming him doing nothing, chilling in the lobby of the hostel. Whoa, look, he was from New Zealand. And Uh, he was like, whoa, look, we got two Americans here. I'm not going to even try a New Zealand accent. Whoa, we got two Americans here. Oh, mate, fucking, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Nah, I'm not, I'm not even going to. Down under. Begin to attempt. What they say if you say. Down under is Australia, fool. That's not New Zealand. New Zealand's right next to Australia. I guess. They're down under. If they're down under, (laughs) New Zealand's also underneath in the down area. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like what? I guess we don't say that the South Pole is down under, but yeah. So maybe not. they have like beef low key. It's kind of offensive to call one the other rivals, I guess. They ever gone to war with each other? Oh, I don't know about that. It's very possible. How old is Australia and New Zealand? So originally it was like they were all like British colonies. Or how old are? And then I thought it was something like Australia. This could be completely wrong. This is the story I was always told. It was like Australia was like a place they just kind of sent the bad people of England almost like a prison, <laughs> just all to live there. And then this is the part I think I'm making up. Then Australia just made New Zealand where they send all the bad people of Australia. <laughs> so New Zealand. But I feel like New Zealand is a cooler place to go. I have no clue, bro. New Zealand looks beautiful though. They both do. I kind of want to yeah. check out both. I think both you would, would be really cool. You wouldn't cause you'd be on vacation, but you would hate the bugs and all the crazy insects Ooh. and shit they have there. Dude in Outback. The gnarly spiders. It's like anything could kill they you. They film so much of the Planet Earth desert episodes 
in Australia yeah. because it's just fucking breeding ground for alien-like creatures. It's because it's such an island that the species there developed somewhat in a bubble. Yeah. You know? So they have like marsupials and shit, which are very rare outside of that area and like a lot of unique races. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if you're a biologist or whatever, that's like your spot, I bet. The thing is, we think of all this shit. You go to Sydney, it probably looks like fucking San Francisco. Yeah, but I feel like... <laughs> The bugs there are still crazy. True, that true. doesn't mean the bugs don't come in from the outback into the city yeah. every now and then. They just have like you have seen photos of the one. spiders that lay webs all across bushes? It's no. on Twitter long ago when I was on Twitter. And people will come like a foggy morning onto their porch and everything's just covered in spider webs because <sighs> there's spiders just everywhere, either breeding or hatching. It's yeah. one of the two. But... There's like a photographs. Season. There's photographs in the entire horizon in front of you. Every bush, piece of grass, porch, house is just covered in spider webs. Oh my god. I'd fucking die. Yeah, you would die. <laughs> you would die. You would die. It'd be a cool place to go though. I heard that they like Americans too. Oh my too. god, they do. Yeah. I, I think they do. I heard it's I've like heard that British, the accent, like our accent, yeah, is dope over there. It's kind of like how we think of British accents here. But so that vlog guy Here's here's the thing, if he if he later found out that he's like a big live streamer and in then New he, Zealand and he makes like six figures just like being a twenty four hour streamer, which is kind of like a thing. There's this guy Ice Poseidon in the U S who got big doing it. A lot of people do it. Andy Milanakis used to do it, where they just kind of like live stream their life. What if you found that out that he's making bands and this is like his job, and it wasn't like a vacation to live there and experience it. He was there as work almost. Then that's cool. And uh-huh. I support him doing it, but being real life in this content, I think there's a way you can go about making your content where you don't make those around you in your setting True. feel out of place. That part's weird. weird. That part's weird. Yeah, it was it was very interesting and contrived. So if I had to guess, maybe, maybe, because you know, maybe there's communities. I'm not into the New him. Zealand Twitch scene, so I'm not either. I have no idea. New Zealand, if you want to send us any um, of your most famous twitch streamers and maybe we could have them on yeah yeah that'll happen (laughs) hey do you know anyone who uh films himself traveling and tries to get everybody to kind of go along with these scenes that he tries to set up we're looking for him hostile lobbies (laughs) (laughs) i think that's the difference is i would do that i would be more okay if i did that with my group of friends yeah like i'm not gonna have random people get in on it unless they want to be yeah like if it happens naturally yeah but i guess this is my argument here is like i think that's an awful way to spend a vacation but so a great way to make money. A great way. That's a work day for him. Yeah. Right? So think about it like yeah. that. Like he, gets, he has to do this stupid shit and he probably doesn't love it either. Who knows, right? He has to do this small thing, but he gets to travel the world while he does it. Is that a bad way to work? No, but there are branches or avenues in which you can take it in ways to do that type of work. And I don't yeah. think he was doing the work the right way. No, I mean, I'm not saying that, but you know, I'm just like, that's the argument. There are people like, who go around to places with cameras and make great content. Yes. The live stream aspect of all day, every day, it just seems impossible to make real life that exciting all the time. If that, even yeah. if it's your job, even if you're making money off of it, well, people, why is he making money off of it? Then? So people do that. And I agree. It's kind of weird. It's hard. Like you're saying to like really be entertaining all the time, but some people like, the 24 seven shit, just part about it. Like I'm seeing every little detail and like anything could happen at any moment and stuff like that. But also you get drained because you feel like you have to keep doing shit. You're always performing all the time. Mm. And you're right. Like you're gonna have to force things to happen. If shit's boring and you're freaking out, you're like, Hey, random guy in the hostel, do, do something crazy. You know, like that's an issue. If you see your view count start to go down it probably set yeah. something off you go like oh fuck i gotta improve my content i gotta yeah. get i gotta keep these guys going because i'm making by the minute yeah. potentially maybe not maybe he was trying to get off the ground but who knows i'm just saying not saying this guy in particular but there are people who've had careers doing that and that's what happens and it's not my favorite thing like i think that's what not puts me what off I to, to doing do. it because i've met so many people who do it that way again there is a way to make really really good content when you're kind of living your normal life, there are exciting parts of day-to-day life. So you would just prefer to film it all and then edit out the best stuff or just film the good stuff. Yes. But then even when you're in that mindset, the mindset is still always film and we'll just cut some bad stuff out. So yeah, 
that's like a regular vlogger is what you're talking about mm-hmm. where they film a lot maybe not all of their day but a, a decent part of their day they turn on the camera and then they do whatever and they turn it back on and then they edit it down to a five ten minute video mm. and then that's the content the yeah. thing is in that life though you're just gonna even if you do it like okay i'm just gonna vlog like an hour a day but then anytime you see something cool you're like fuck i gotta record this and so anytime anything happens your first instinct's like pull out the camera like content and I don't think that's bad. Yeah, I don't think that's bad. It's just interesting being on the other end of not being the person observing uh-huh. the filming and the yeah. people. That was a weird situation. Place. That was a weird situation. I don't think other even good situations that aren't necessarily weird will deviate too much in how they are carried out. Hmm. I guess. I just saying he shouldn't involve random people. Most vlogs don't do that. Yeah, most people just don't do that. Yeah. Like that that's a weird exception. Most of the time it's not it's illegal to post someone's to just like take a video and do all that without like consent. Just walking around with the selfie stick. Yeah. Live streaming it's kind of this weird loophole because you can't blur out their faces or anything. It's just like people on the street. I don't know. It's kind of an odd world. I bet there's gonna become more legislation about that or something. I mean, we're all being watched anyway by Yeah cameras everywhere Chinese government there was this not just the Chinese government though I mean yes <laughs> them for sure I was kind of like well they're doing it in China for sure I don't yeah. know if they're doing it here but I they are there's no way I they're not be doing it here there was this interesting article I can't remember if it was the Atlantic or the New Yorker but there was this guy who decided to document every camera that he saw on his way to work whoa that was filming him and the number gets up he has maybe a seven, eight minute trip to work. He walks, he lives in New York City. Uh-huh. It's like 18 to 21 cameras. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. There are true. so many cameras that just record you every like day. There's no it. way under parts of the Patriot Act, and I'm sure there's other laws as well. There's no way the US government isn't harvesting a lot of that footage. Yeah. Or, I mean, not in even, some way or another, for one reason or another. It could be yeah. for. A multitude of reasons. Yeah. But. Well, not even the U.S. government. It's also the companies, the tech companies, the the private companies companies who own it. Like data is like the most valuable thing, truly. Data is everything in every field, right? Medical data is even like a very big thing because you can see trends of, you can find a lot of correlations between certain diseases and characteristics. And that's why they monitor like, you know, they always ask you, how often do you work out a week? And like. They always keep your weight so they can see these trends. Mm -hmm. In this case, with the video, it could be anything. It could be to sell advertisements or a million things, you know. So all this data that they're collecting is just cash. It's like an interesting argument that, like, should we either, like, allow to, like, keep our own data? We be getting a cut of the profit. It's like we're entering ourselves in, like, a survey almost of the grandest scale. It just is weird that people are profiting off of our personal information. Mm-hmm. Just from watching us, they make money. And it feels like there's a part missing. I don't know what it is. I don't think the paying everyone would work because that's just like weird. I think they just shouldn't use your data like that. Yeah. You should be able to like toggle it on and off. This is the thing, right? It should be very easy to toggle it on and off. It shouldn't have, you shouldn't have to download third party apps. You shouldn't have to, mm-hmm. yeah, you it shouldn't know, be this hard. Do this and that. You should be able to go into your phone settings and yeah. turn that off. The thing is, you'll never know Easily. if it's really off or not. You know, like if they, I got my phone right now and said the name of just a couple different apps in front of the phone, sure. I would get pings for all of those apps almost immediately. Yeah, I mean, not almost immediately, but you're right. Like, your phone definitely listens to you in some aspect. Or, like, not even just your phone, but everything. If you have an Alexa, it's for sure listening to you. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Well, here's my question, though. Do you think... So, to us, we're kind of talking like this is a really bad thing, right? Because at least we think or our first thought is off the rip. Like, why are they taking our data? That's weird, right? Um, 100%. That's my first... Yeah, that's exactly why. So, something like, something like TikTok, which is extremely catered to the individual... Right. We're kind of like, oh, that's kind of scary. Right. But I've heard from some people and like younger audiences that that's actually the best part of the app is that you're seeing exactly what you want to see. You don't have to sort through all the shitty YouTube videos. You don't have to find the best content and follow them. They're going to tell you, yo, this is the shit you like. And you're like, yo, it's hit after hit. I love every video. 
But think of how much good content you found as a kid digging through YouTube for videos that you wanted to find and just stumbling across random pieces yeah. of gold. Totally. I agree. And like, that's fun part too. And you'd find stuff you never found funny before, but if you kind of, it, it, you don't get to grow as much for sure. So maybe there should be an option to do both, but I kind of get the point that like everything you see here is going to be exactly what you want to see. And like people talk about how they get on different TikToks, like, cause it's based on how long you look at the specific app, right? Your action on the app. Do you swipe past it? Do you watch the whole thing? How much do you watch? So it'll know. And if you, if you pick up a trend naturally, it will pick up on that. So let's say you get your normal cat videos and uh, slime videos or whatever the fuck. And then you see a video about ghost hunting and you're like, yo, this is really cool. And you sit and watch the whole thing and maybe you like it. Then you'll start to get more ghost hunting. So it, it's, it grows as you grow as well. It doesn't just give you what you want. It will throw a couple of things that are a little outside your reach and see if you bite. And if you do, then it gets added. So people are like, oh, I got added to prison TikTok. It's like, what? It's like, yeah, the algorithm saw that I like these videos of prisoners on TikTok, which is a thing. And then now that's added in. It's terrifying. But I also understand why if you didn't think about that part or know about it, the dangers of it, you would be like, this is the perfect platform. Like it gives me exactly what I want and I don't even have to look for it. Just think on that basic premise, the ignorance of it all. That's the premise. Sounds great. It's loaded. This is loaded as shit because yeah, yeah. there's some good aspects to it. There's multiple angles I could talk about with problems that I see in it. So I'll try and go over some good things first. Yeah. Curation is really cool. And personal curation is great. I actually really like uh, Spotify doing it because they've given me really good radios. There have been times where I'm listening to a radio and they know based on my heavy listening, there are some people who are either really knowledgeable about music or just really good at algorithms working for Spotify. It's an algorithm. Yeah. An algorithm thing. Fuck. That's disappointing. You think there's a guy sitting there like, Matt really loves Coldplay. Why was Coldplay the go-to band? Because you fucking like Coldplay. Yeah, you do. You know, they're they're okay. I don't think I'll hate on them. I don't love Coldplay. No, I, I don't hate them either. Yeah. They're a little corny, but they're yeah. also classic. It kind of comes with the territory. I feel that. I feel that. But I like what they do with that algorithm because it gives me really good song choices layout of the playlist you like. yeah so in that aspect it's really cool when does now, it go too far when it goes too far is when i'm having a conversation with somebody about a product and the next time that i get an ad on spotify <laughs> it's for that product yeah the targeted ads really scare me the most because targeted ads and f facial recognition collection or just facial collection in general why that one um if the wrong people get a hold of information like that, I think that it can be used in ways where you would see, maybe it does tie back to ads because I feel like the worst case scenario, like my nightmare scenario with that whole thing is finding out that I'm an avatar or like an ad. Fire. I don't know if that's <laughs> fire. Okay. So what you're getting at though, I think is like the deep fakes. Have you heard of deep fakes? Yes. So deep fakes is yes. where, like it would be me acting and talking, but they put Matt's face on my body in the video. Not that scared of that. I think. Well, I mean, that can't be that good, can it? Yeah, they're getting pretty good. They're there's, getting. There's a video. Are they getting scary good? I think it was Jordan Peele actually did it. Maybe him or someone else, but they did an Obama impersonation. You know, he's a good. Oh, he does yeah, a really yeah, good yeah, Obama. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I kind of assumed it was him. And they put the the face thing on it, and like it looked pretty legit. Like it was hard to tell. Wow. And it's just that like. You're right, it's not there yet, but if they get there, it's really scary. But then again, we're all posting photos of ourselves on the internet anyways, so if I were to really sit here and say that I was that scared of I what I just say, said... Your face is already on It's the already internet. all over. So that one's so not that So do you bad. think there is any crazy nightmare scenario they can do? You think targeted ads are the scariest part? You don't think there's anything else they no. can do with collecting your face and personal data? It would get worse. I'm just saying right now, that's what scares me because... I like to think I'm some like, I'm not going to fall for that ad or whatever, but then I'll start seeing shit that like, I actually really want. And I go, do I really want this? Or am I just seeing it everywhere? And I had to like play this game with myself. Like, did they make me wireless? And I just hate that kind of like mind control. Like they're manipulating people. And like, there's a lot of people 
and I'm not the smartest and I, I guess I'm probably not the dumbest either. Maybe, but a lot of people <laughs> would get fucked up over this, you know, like if I'm just like, fuck, I'm getting brainwashed. Imagine what kids think, you know, or maybe older people who are not aware of what's going on. Like they're going to get even more fucked over. There was one time in college where I was cleaning one day and as I was cleaning a commercial for the Swiffer wet jet came on the television. Ah, uh, we have one of those. As Weird. I was cleaning, came on Hulu, my Xbox, and I watched this soccer mom dance around her house with a fucking Swiffer wet jet for the whole three minutes and without hesitation, grabbed my keys, got in my car, went to Walmart and bought one. Whoa, they mind controlled the fuck out of you, dude. <laughs> They turned on the fucking machine and they made you walk out the door. Like, all right, put in the coordinates. They're just driving your body. Bro, I went and bought it and then went back home and continued cleaning with my new Swiffer wet jet. Best purchase ever. Swiffer, I love you. The wet jet is Mop 2.0 and I don't see it getting better anytime soon. That sounds like a great scenario. You were cleaning. It wasn't going well. The ad said, hey, you want to clean better? Yeah, you do. You fucking want to. <laughs> get in your car right now and buy this. And you were like, Little bitch, yes, get in your overlord. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> fucking got in the car. This is Swiffer EO. He's just like, yes. Dude. Got another one. But it it was, uh, in this case, mutually beneficial. Like you guys. It was. They got the money and you got a and better I still experience. like the product to this. Like I, still like I said, we have product. one. Like yeah. we use it. So. I guess what I'm saying is like, there's obviously downsides yeah. and you always have to look to the future and it can get much worse and it will. I know it will if, unless some law comes into play here, which some, something will happen. I think it's just kind of scary the, what the future can hold. But at the moment, I think we're just teetering on the cusp of getting turned around because for a while it wasn't too bad. And now you see companies inventing stuff like Alexa and Google homes mm-hmm arguably for the data collection like that product is yeah it's a good product and people will buy it but is it just for that like how much of the reason why they invested and made that product and it was the biggest ad everywhere when it first came out Mm -hmm. was because the real money they're making off of it isn't the 20 dollars you spent on it but the data they collect so i think the real danger then is uh how easy it makes monopolizing your company in a weird sense, because you can cater to your audience so well. Oh, I see. Because, okay, I'm not someone who believes that Jeff Bezos is going to harbor our data. Maybe there's some creeps, you know, watching us all fuck. But other than that, I mean, there's not too much damage, I think, that goes into the average person hearing or seeing through video camera what's going on. As of now, it's hard to tell because we, even we don't know everything they're doing. That's true. It could be really scary. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. You have scary. to imagine the worst. Yeah. And also know where we're at. We're somewhere in between there. But I agree for the average person at the moment, it's not going to destroy your life or anything like that. Yeah. I agree. I don't think for the average human being, it, it'll do anything like that. But I think one of the major dangers that lies within it is how Amazon can cater to every single one of their customers so perfectly that why would any customer ever go to any store ever again to buy anything? Yeah. They're doing it with groceries now. But like if Amazon monopolized the grocery industry, essentially. Oh, yeah. Because now they bought Whole Foods and then mm-hmm. now there's Amazon stores as well. And they're delivering yep. because of the pandemic. So if that completely removes the Safeways, the Stater Brothers, the Ralphs, the fucking... How do you the, feel about the argument that Jeff Bezos carried the country through the pandemic with the business that he created? I mean, yeah, I, that's it's true. And it's pretty cheap. I think it would be fine mm-hmm. if he was simply taxed in a proper manner. Well, you could say that about every industry in the United States. Yeah. So, yes, I agree. It's just that he's getting so much power... And it just would be, like we said, it could be like the pharma situation where like if Jeff Bezos just decides to make celery $30 now, if you want celery, you have to pay $30 because there's no other options anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, There has been stops for that. Like I just mentioned now, like the bodega mom and pops like in New York, but New York actually, they were going to build an Amazon big warehouse or factory or something. And they like said no, and they don't want it. A lot of people were getting mad because like, especially now they need business and jobs and stuff. But I guess the argument is they don't want to fuck over the small business. I don't, it's tough though. Cause it would create jobs. It's just, it's just weird back and forth that like, it does a lot of great things for us, but 
the end result doesn't look like positive for us. Maybe we won't make it that long though. Maybe we'll just reap the benefits of like, this is the peak of society. And then our, (laughs) but then our Supreme ruler, Jeff Bezos is like, I, this is my theory. I always joke about this, that it's not going to be countries anymore. It's going to be two halves of Mars and half is owned by Jeff Bezos. And the other half is owned by Elon Musk. Two like your team Musk or Bezos, and that's everything. Definitely, I would definitely be team Musk in that situation. But in certain cases, with the tax thing, I hear Elon's a smart guy. I hear him talk a lot about really great innovations, really great ideas, and how to progress man to the next technological point. He's basically the. monolith from 2001 the space odyssey anytime elon comes around and shows himself in public as a figure (laughs) or a statue mankind evolves (laughs) yeah but with that intelligence i think he needs to start advocating for large companies such as his to be taxed properly by the Mm -hmm. united states government and then hold the government responsible for dispersing that tax money in a responsible manner, not driving around in Rolls Royces and getting your fucking hair done after you were a strong advocate for banning fucking getting haircuts during the pandemic, shutting down tons of those mom and pa shops you were talking about, Pelosi. Wow. Sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My bad. No, I I agree. But the thing is, you I, see what I was getting at. Yes. The other thing, though, is just because Elon Musk is more of a public figure, we don't know as much about Jeff Bezos and these other millionaires. A lot of people All are just of them like, should. I'm saying, I was just saying, I'm an Elon fan. I think he, what he does is great, and I think he faces too harsh a criticism sometimes. Yeah. I mean, he's got to call certain things out more. I wouldn't want him being the commander. I'm definitely Team Elon. Yeah. I'm pro everything he does, but. I wanted to kind of predecess me saying, God, fuck that scenario where it's either Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk. That sounds like the two worst decisions of all fucking time. That's what I'm saying. And like, that's crazy that that could be a thing. I agree. Elon, at least from what I've seen, seems kind of like the guy who knows, I don't know. It's tough. Like what realms to be in and whatnot. Like, I don't think he would make himself the president. I think he would like hire or have someone do it. Yeah. But the issue with all of this is these people don't live and last forever, but their empires might typical of like ancient civilizations where it's like they have this great dictator who takes them to the promised land and then their son's a fucking asshole and ruins everything. You know, like there would have to be then they'd have to give up the power, which is like one of the rarest things to ever happen in civilization. Mm-hmm. If someone got the power, that's what they say. America's so great is George Washington stepped down. That was like the big thing. And he decided like, no, I'm not just going to be the president forever. And like, that's the special thing in this country or democracy is that like, there's a rotation. The thing I'd be scared is like special ish. Cause at a certain point we started seeing a lot of the same characters well, just in and out. The idea in the beginning, yeah. that was the reason that's what, yeah. you know, took us apart. And it from makes the rest sense. Of the world. I think we were founded on a lot of great ideals. Yeah. But just, now this is the thing is the people who got the power at some point didn't give it up. They made it seem like they gave it up, but they stuck around. It's the same kind of families and stuff. So like who that. would, is Jeff Bezos going to have kids that Amazon's power goes to? Who knows? And then right? what happens with that data? What's the worst thing? So, okay, so maybe let's play into the worst possible scenario. What is the worst thing Jeff Bezos's asshole son, who doesn't <laughs> exist yet, maybe he does, does Josh, he have kids? Josh Bezos. Josh Bezos, son I, of Jeff. I want to say he has kids. He had a wife for a yeah. while. I don't know if they had a family. Yeah. Um, what's the worst thing he could do? I'm talking about his, his, his future son outside of the wife that he cheated Dude, on. Dude, he could... What's the worst that that guy could do with all the data collection that happens from Alexa's? I'm not even worried about the data. I mean, he could go crazy with the data, but it's just everything. Like he could, he could, he could distribute re- resources, right? He could, he could be great. He could be better, and yeah. he could be worse. It's just that danger of like one random person for no reason other than a family relation. Like we're going back to like monarchies and shit. I'm assuming that's how he would do it. Would he would give the company to his son? But he could pass it on to like another well-equipped leader but like that's a weird thing to do to just give up his family money and shit like that but yeah. regardless he could let's say they do take over half of mars right and they own that shit if they want to decide like i said any food prices or rates they can just throw up in the air they could change everything like they control it's monopolies it's the whole issue with monopolies is and too that, much power that's Reverting back to what I said, I think that's the scariest thing that could come of all of this is yeah. just extreme monopolies that 
only perpetuate and catalyze our monopolistic capitalist system, right? Monopolistic capitalist. Sure. We're a monopoly capitalism. I know what you meant. Yeah. Monopoly. Monopoly capitalism. Yes, sir. It's the the Rockefellers. The term. Yeah. It's it's just it's crazy. It's what America is. We're not really. Shout out Stephen West philosophized this. He broke it down definitionally for me like this, where there were certain philosophers that were political that categorized America. The biggest critics of the United States always Mm -hmm. say that we are not pure capitalism and we're not pure democracy. We're monopoly monopoly capitalism which heavily influences our democracy because the monopolies yeah. control the country's resources. Yeah. That's as we've talked about in the past as well, how now it's like your purchasing power weighs so much. That's yeah. truly the decision making. Yeah. And I argue it's stronger than your vote at this point. It Yeah. And also because we're truly a republic, your votes are, you know, it's a little different, but just like choosing who like if we all give our money to amazon of course they're gonna thrive if we all decided fuck amazon and we stopped buying from them then they would tank like the people truly still decide the issue is they have such a tight grasp that they'll never let the people decide because they're literally brainwashing us at this point so they're trying to <laughs> hold on to that power <laughs> fuck does that make sense yeah there's no way we could all get together and you saw it <laughs> an interesting situation was the whole stocks gamestop thing right was yeah. the people finally took the power and those who had it freaked out and were like, no, we can't let this happen. We need more regulation. We need blah, 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 blah. So they will never let the people truly govern. Essentially, you know, if it is the Republic, how we are government wise, it's all of us. And then the major conglomerate owners and shit at the top, the Koch brothers and shit. Yeah. They're the real elected officials. Well, this is where my my personal conspiracy web would come in that I'm created. That oh, I'm, yeah. That I've worked on where when you get to a certain point, when you get that rich, that's when they tell you Jeff Bezos enters a room with a table full of guys in suits and it stretches 30 feet long and there's oh, yeah. a whole group of them. And they basically tell him, okay, you now get to know the truth. And Jeff Bezos goes, holy shit, what's the truth? And they're all like... Money's not real. It's just some bullshit we make all the people beneath us kick around while we just control the resources and paint money as control of the resources when really we just have ownership of it. Hey, man, that's not a secret. Everybody, (laughs) that's what really happens. So money's not real. (laughs) This is what I'm saying. Everyone's like, money's good for the world now. I'm always going to go back to this, man. Money's just fairy dust. The thing is, it doesn't make sense. Even if it is, it matters to us in the context that we live in. So it's real. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes complete sense. And we, as a human race, need to start wisening the fuck up and figuring out how to move past this bullshit system of money. I agree. It would. I What's think, the next step? What's the next phase? I do think that's a future evolution. There's, there's an argument that that's the only way we would be able to progress as a race, truly. I agree with that. Is that argument. if we could remove money and then we literally lived in a perfectly kind of symbiotic planet. Mm-hmm. And that's actually... The other argument to how we would progress to become interstellar and move on because like we would need to have the best minds all working together to fix the planet's issues before the planet dies because we're closing it on that. How have we not done that yet in the age of the internet? How has it not happened? How have we let differences divide us so much to the point where the world, the globe dropped the goddamn ball on a pandemic yeah. that hit us which we oh that we had people warning us about no i'm just saying that's just yeah. that's one example that's Sorry, one just, example of the greatest minds in the world not working together and just trying to flex the flex their own country's dick yeah well some countries work together but then some did but the world could have come it's together the same thing the yeah. world could have come together and been like let's just take this out let's show that humans are capable of defeating anything that mother nature has to throw at us and we are going to become interstellar but nah, instead, so, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him. You're cool and fuck him. I'm out. Yeah. So what did you, what would you have wanted? You wanted some like special team of all the top scientists from every country to come together or like what? Sure. Or just governments to cooperate with one another uh-huh. for like everything else is halted. We figure out how to take care of people, even the vulnerable populations, of course, the vulnerable, yeah. especially the vulnerable populations. I'm just saying like, what I want the I want something solid here. What's the process? You want us to fly out supplies to different countries. You want us like, what do you want other countries to do for each other? Yeah, all the research is just getting 
tag team. We got translators in there. We got sure. doctors in there. We got everything so, that could possibly figure out what could eliminate COVID and we could get back to regular regular yeah. life as soon as possible. Yeah. I felt like we could have done it if we got everybody in there with the correct amount of translators as well and just well, have everybody working. My thing is UN microphone shits. My thing is, so that's one lab with seven geniuses. We might have talked about this, or I might have talked to someone else, but one lab with seven geniuses from across the world, the best of the best, right? And they come with a vaccine. This is the one. It sounds great. It's like a movie plot. But realistically, the way we did it initially works best because it's a bunch of different labs all aiming for the same goal, knowing that probably 80% will fail or not make it by the deadline so that the best of the best rise above, right? And then we know those are the best. So instead of seven guys in one lab, seven different labs, each run, right? There should okay. have been some shared of like, if there was a big breakthrough, it should be announced. But for a lot of this was just like, they had this technology. Okay. Everyone had a different approach to it. Cool. And we figured out which one works. The issue was we didn't then share it. Well, okay. Well, I, that sucks that we didn't share it. I was actually just going to say, mm -hmm. I'm just a medical moron. And that's awesome that scientists around the world are still sharing information with each other. No, but no it didn't I, get I, out. It I didn't get shared. Well, this is the thing. No, not really. Fuck that. Why? Some things, right? But like... Who stops that? That's the politicians that stops that from getting out, right? Or well, no, I just mean so like the ideas were shared. Like the idea of like we're this lab was like we're gonna do an mRNA vaccine. Most of the top labs knew that was an option. They just had different, you know, imagine so break it down. You're the team, they go, there's this disease. We need to defeat it. How do we do it? There's a bunch of these options. We should try these. Everyone knows the options, they just chose different ones. So they said, we're going to do this style of vaccine. We're going to do mRNA. We're going to do this, right? So they just chose different options. Some worked, some didn't. But then afterwards, right, Pfizer comes up with this great vaccine. Now they're like, we own it. We're the only ones who can produce it. We take all the profits. When it should have maybe been, okay, here's how to make it. And they gave that out to everyone so that every country could copy it and do it on their own. But instead, they want to be the sole proprietor. And so the vaccine rollout's a little bit slower globally. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. That's so the people who are paying for it don't get it. Like I'm okay with all okay. the different labs. I didn't want a super team, but I wanted when someone did figure it out to go, Hey guys, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. Everyone copy it and do it. They might be doing that in some fashion. I don't know. Johnson and Johnson is the one that they're kind of like giving out to the world more so. Which is the one that's fucking up the most, right? Uh, allegedly. Uh, well, the, I think that was a horror uh, horror porn. Or what would you call it? Fear porn? Fear porn. That's by fear the news. porn right there, yeah. Well, yeah, there was a couple issues with people getting blood clots, but nothing crazy. The one that had more issues was AstraZeneca, which we don't That's even. That's a UK, right? Yeah, that was in Britain. It's a, yeah, it's an EU one. They have it all over Europe, but they, post, they stopped giving it out for a second. But, like, for example, we don't even have that one here as an option because they, I don't know, made some deal with the EU that that's what they get. So it's really a weird, weird situation. Also, uh, if you haven't noticed, I'm doing this thing where I'm trying to get drunk off of just chocolate liqueurs. <laughs> These I, things are hilarious. I had three before we recorded. I think I've had three so far. <laughs> I looked it up. They're like half a beer each, like half a shot in each. Oh, wow. Total. I don't think that's true, though. So I guess I'm like three shots deep. I don't know. I don't really feel much of anything, but who knows? I was about to eat it, but it's probably not good radio time where Matt and I just both chew. I'm going to do it anyway now. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, is they're good. They're really they're good. They're really yummy. I remember being like, oh, they taste delicious. I'm like, want to just like a treat. I'm like, but I'm going to get drunk. I'm not doing the same challenge. I actually just genuinely like the taste. I like them too. I don't even like chocolate mm. that much. You don't when like I chocolate? Got them, you don't like, fucking crack. Chocolate's the best. I can't eat more than like one. and It makes me feel sick. It's too heavy. Oh, okay. Well, now, I feel, like an, now I feel like an asshole. No, it's just, <laughs> I get the same response. Everyone tells me that. <laughs> it's just too rich for me. Mm. I don't like dark chocolate. I guess what I wanted to say, though, about the, the vaccine rollout shit. Yeah, sorry. I saw no, it's good. That's fine. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, it's just a... I agree. We could have done it a lot better and, like, spread it out and give it to more people. But I think it's slowly happening. But we'll really see when we get numbers of, like, this country's fully vaccinated. This country took six months longer. Mm. For example, though, like, Russia was giving out the vaccine, like, months and months ago. And China. Apparently, this were they fine too? Is everything been cool as far as we as well, far as we're concerned? We'll never know. What's, we'll we'll you never know, know. Let out. I don't. I don't. I no clue. But apparently, like the one 
Russia did one and they gave it to a couple countries. They gave it to like Venezuela, I think. I'm making up countries. But he gave it to like four or five other countries, essentially like allies of theirs as well. But apparently, I read some article, I don't know if it's true, that they essentially just hacked another country's like lab and just copied the data and then manufactured it on their own. They didn't like have their own scientists do it. They just like hacked and stole one. But I was like, why didn't that company should just give that out? Give out the blueprint. Putin's still living in the Cold War and he's kind of winning the game. He's been playing the game know. of chess of the Cold War. Putin I think. is one of the most interesting people, I think. He's like a weird dictator for sure. But he's also like brought a lot of great things to the country, but also kind of beloved and also hated at the same time. Yeah, it's very odd. Like Russia's been thriving, uh, at least in their eyes under him. But I don't know what that really means. Like he's also probably like doing he's definitely is doing tons of awful things as well. But it's just he's such an odd figure. I agree. I don't know. We don't know enough about Russia to like really understand it. No. Or even really speculate, but no. I do know enough about global politics to say that the way that he maintains control is very, very interesting. And I think yeah. that he has been playing this long war game. I think he was kind of scarred maybe from something and maybe not we're, Cold War, Cold we're, war era shit. We're rivals of them. I think. But I'm saying they're. Because the Cold War was all information, and yeah. I think he has just been doing his best to be able to get any information from anyone in the world that he wants. Yeah. I will also say, I think when we're going to look back in history a lot longer, mm -hmm. mark my words, we're going to look at this kind of recent era, or maybe a little bit earlier, yeah. as the second Cold War, essentially. It's going to become yeah. like an internet war. Yeah. Well, and the big thing will be like the Russian advertisements to rig the election. Did he get Trump elected? Stuff like that. That is massive Cold War style battle just in a whole different mindset. The fact that Russia and they say Iran and other countries are literally involved in our election process and trying to rig it. If they were, if they were successful, if they really, we find out they were the difference makers, like that's insanity. That's almost, that's a direct attack on the country. Really? You could look at it that way because by electing Trump, essentially he fucked over or the country. Or it's also just, a tr well, no. This is a joke because there's real world consequences, but or it's just a fat troll move or it's just like, hey, True. let's give you a dumbass. Let's give yeah. him a dumbass. You're right. Let's so, give him a stupid idiot and see what he does. So one option, <laughs> one option is like, hey, we got dirt on this guy. We can blackmail him and be a puppet for us. Let's get him elected. That's like the worst case kind of. That's what Russia thought about Trump, maybe. And they had a kind of a nice relationship, which is why it's like, oh, or you're right. They just thought he was a dumbass and this would be worse than the other person put him in. So, like, it's just scary that they have that. And we're going to look back on these as, like, the next kind of attack is this stealing of information and hacking. It's going to be, like, the Cold War, but, like, the Internet Cold War. And do you think we'll get past it where it's just data is available for everyone? We'll reach a point where, yeah, it's kind of the just bubble like, pops, is it going to be disastrous or is it going to be, hard, like, amazing? Is it going to be a miracle? It depends on who you're talking to, honestly. Some people in China, actually, I was reading this article, they interviewed a bunch of young Chinese people and they were saying, obviously this is a small sample size, that they really like the way China is because everything is so monitored and taken care of and stuff like that, that there's little to no crime where they live at least. And like everyone's generally pretty nice. And like they know that if you're like a bad person, you're going to get in trouble or not get a good job or not go forward. So everyone's kind of like good. Right. But that's lessening your freedoms for sure. But to them, they're just like, everything here is sick. Like I can still do what I want because they don't know what they could do. They're that deep in it where they don't remember. What becomes dangerous is the modern, like how filtered the information that they mm -hmm. get of what their government is doing and carrying out that's in what the I'm country saying. at the same time. It's the ignorance. Is so there's multiple, yeah, there's multiple layers to the conversation. I think, yeah, for maybe that aspect, having an insane police state, sure is good. Except when Xi Jinping doesn't like you or your entire race of people mm -hmm. when you start having massive, and massive problems. Yeah. And I think it's ignorant of the world. I'm, I'm actually shocked at how quiet still a lot of main of news outlets and everything. It's been changing are. recently, but yeah. It has been changing recently. But I think that there needs to be more attention because if you have a certain amount of red flags 
as early as we did. Yep. Still too late. Again, another thing that just happened too late, dropped the ball, or we'll see how much we dropped the ball when we get the full scope of what went down and yeah. the actual information. But of what, what are you talking about? To be specific, what's going on with the uh, the like Islamic genocide in China? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I was trying to think of the name. I don't remember the, the exact countries, but it's pretty much anyone who's Muslim they're killing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really awful, and they have been talking about it recently. There was they prompted Joe Biden, uh, "Will you be boycotting the Olympics that are held in China? This upcoming one because of this? Some other some countries have already pulled out in protest." And he said, "Like we're considering it and weighing our options or something like that." And like boycotting the Olympics would be a big deal, but it's not, it's more like, I want the kind of, there to be more action than that. Like that's not enough to make them like stop. I, I, I have feel a feeling like. it's going to be humanitarian crisis on mass scale. It's going to be, it's getting there. I think epic. everything got ignored because we were tackling COVID. And now that we're not, we're going to start seeing like the real problems come up again. We were all focused on this and now it's like, Oh shit. All this bad stuff has been happening underneath. I didn't think about that. Actually, I, I had the COVID fog for a long time. Same. Uh, uh, and so did I didn't have COVID. I, that's an actual thing. I didn't get, <laughs> I didn't have COVID and get the COVID fog. Yeah, I had the COVID fog. Where COVID was my number one problem in terms of world problems yeah. for a long time. Exactly. We're going to so, get to go back to right, like worrying about the, the old shit. Yeah, which is good. It's good, but a lot of it's built up till this point. And the media especially, you'll start to see it because they can't just keep talking about COVID. They're going to be like, oh, what the fuck's actually going on? So I do think that's going to be a big one. I think China's kind of the next U.S. enemy, probably. No, China's the next global hegemon. They're yeah, sure they'll be our enemy because we'll be beneath them. Well, they're they're trying to take our spot. Essentially, is how the they're U.S. Going thinks. To. Sure, it's not. It's it's. I don't think it's a debate of oh they're in the process. It's it's going to happen. I mean, they're not there yet. They're not. Like they're close. So recently we they just did a giant Pentagon budget increase, Joe Biden did, to counter the amount that China is growing military wise. We're still like eight times stronger military than they are. I'm saying it's gonna be a war, just everything. Resource control. I agree. I agree. Just being the powerhouse but, of the world. Yes. Sure, we have the nukes still, but that makes us, in a sense, the evil ones. Like that we're just kind of flexing our nuclear power over the world yes, and saying nobody else can grow. I'm not a, I'm that not a fan of this kind of military. It's showing us how fucking evil we are. We're so desperate to cling to that power, that power structure that we created. Yeah. That we'll, we'll just harbor all the nukes. We'll put all our money. We'll let American school children <laughs> go with textbooks from 2001. You know, it, it, maybe it's not that bad, but yeah. it, it I'm I'm not talking Lack about of resources in this country is a terrible issue. Just so what we can maintain being the quote unquote hegemon because of our nuclear dick. I don't think it's about that. It's not like a sense of pride or anything like that. It's like because it reaps benefits of being number one like that. Because when it all comes down to it, at what cost do you reap those benefits though? I don't know what you mean. Like you just talk about the budget of it, right? Yes. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. I agree. We shouldn't put that much money into military. But you have to know that like there is something to when it all breaks down, when when shit hits the fan, I'm not even like pro military or anything like that, but like there's a reason why we're doing this, you know? Yeah. It's because in the worst case scenario, right, they do Jinping or whatever, he becomes the number one guy and rules the world and everything goes to shit and there's no more ev everywhere is China. You want that to happen? The idea is that's how we would stop it. Now, I agree. It's not the best way to stop it. I think there's other ways, like you're saying, to avoid them I just, yeah, I think overtaking capable, us. Yeah. Yes. It, it just sucks that we're just going like, nah, we'll just have more nukes. Like, that's such a, a cop out. Like, we don't want it to get to that point. We want to be able to still improve as a country just as they are without having to, like, go to war with them to stop them. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. So, like, the budget is obviously we spend way too much on the military. But there is something to having the biggest military and that's why we have the most allies because we protect them essentially we're their insurance Damn. so yeah well it's, it's just that i think we're gonna have it we're gonna have to increase at the other stuff to kind of keep up and whatnot but it's not gonna be i don't think it'll get to like war or anything like that but who knows like you're saying Who's to say 
Yeah, but also... Because it can. It can get there. Yeah. But it also could fall apart for them because they do just have a singular dictator leader that if he dies, they just next guy up or whatever. Like, who knows? I think they'll be fine, but... It's crazy, man. They pulled 800 million people above the global poverty line. Yeah. That's a lot of, that's a lot of fanboys and girls. Yep. That's a lot of super fans. And they would say that's a great thing. It is a great thing. It is a great thing. It, it's, it's an amazing thing, actually. Yeah. It's a pretty incredible feat. So, but at what cost, right? At what cost? It's just like we have to learn this balance. Like they have a lot of limited of their freedoms and stuff like that there. Mm-hmm. But would you give up a little bit of them to have everyone live a better life? You know, like I, I get it. They have an interesting capitalism. I get that it's a conversation fusion. too. Yeah. I get just, that it's a conversation. We can't be scared of like this is a communist idea. We can't right or something like that. Or that like, this is super capitalist. We can't like, it's obviously somewhere in the middle, especially in the U S we're never going to become like a fully socialist country. No it's way. Just, it's just not going to happen. So it's better to go like piece by piece. Like, and you we already have stuff. a little bit, right? We already have, you know, social security. Like that's super socialist ideas. Like we already have them. People have just been trained now. Cause that's been the narrative. Like that. That's a scary word. Like, Oh, he's socialist. Ah, starting to change with younger generations and then we can learn like hey maybe it's good for healthcare. maybe hey is that so bad doesn't mean we're gonna have everything like you know government controlled media or something like that but hey maybe we can do one piece and just finding that but the balance. wait times alex <laughs> but my fucking freedom my freedom they took right. freedom i mean freedom's fire freedom is fire freedom's super fire it is fire uh, we have a lot that we. Take I do, yeah. Them. I don't want the world to become China because you can't say what you want over there. We'd yeah. be put in jail and uh, probably killed for Maybe. most of the shit we said on tonight's episode. <laughs> if uh, yeah, we were in China saying the same exact thing. Totally. So like that shit is where you're like, no, you don't want that. No, but not at all. So just be like, we're perfect the way scary. we are. Also, is like, and uh, there and and there's a genocide happening there. No, it's fucking it's, awful. It's crazy. And I think the thing is, they're bad outweighs the good. They try to become this perfect utopia, but then the process you can see when there's bad people running it, awful things will happen. That's yeah. why it doesn't work. So it's like I don't want that, and yeah. we need to stop that. But we can take just the best of the best it's silly to just condemn something as a whole that it's all bad you yeah. should just take the best pieces and put it together it's gonna be very interesting it's gonna be very very interesting to see what uh happens over there all right um let's do let's do wreck for the week then let's do the wreck for the week close it up oh okay what have do you, you got uh what have i got i just got into a little peep it's a good one. That'd be a good wreck, but I feel like I would rather wreck little Tracy. <laughs> yeah. So For my pop culture wreck. I don't know what lessons we learned tonight. I'm trying to think on that still. I, got I think that. maybe just be afraid, be scared. So, <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding. First, first step, first step. Yeah, wreck little peep, little Tracy. I'm a really big fan. I just maybe the, oh, that's kind perfect. of into well, how did it. I not think of that? The wreck is the joint album, the the Castles Part Two. Yeah, sure. Listen to Castles Two or One, or they have a hella songs together. They're sick. It's uh, like some of the craziest, most innovative music I've ever heard that I got onto way too late. That Alex was on apparently also kind of late. You said, but also while it was happening. Oh, I mean, I'm just being like critical of myself. Like I didn't. You were there when it was happening. I remember before Hellboy dropped, which was kind of the mixtape that like got him to the next level. But I wasn't like following Lil Peep when he had like no followers. Like gotcha. Like Hellboy got reviewed on like some kind of like noisy type page. They probably got like a Vice review or something like. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, He seems like a Vice kind of subject. Well, they do all the underground. They try to do the underground. So I guess what I'm saying is already kind of big. But I had been listening to Tracy before that and all that. But that doesn't really matter. Yeah, go listen to him. Super good. Very kind of new genre stuff. Super weird. It's very like emo and kind of cringy corny. But you'll like it. You'll get into it. Once you get it, you get it. Good little peep documentary on Netflix. Except that the label kind of makes it kind of biased. But check it out. It's a good watch. Um, Oh, yeah. This is a really good watch. And I think it may... These music documentaries have been giving me a new appreciation for the stuff that I'm listening to. Yeah. Gives you the next level of what you can go into with the art. Yeah. Um, That actually is something interesting that I think about. I'm interested to see what you think. So nowadays I think music now, 
you listen to it with the knowledge that you know the artist and you understand the context more, right? Music now is more about the individual, the person releasing the music, than the music itself a little bit. Mm -hmm. Where it's like these kind of songs you like because you like the artist Mm -hmm. and it makes sense with them. If you heard a little peep or a little Tracy song, you'd be like, this is weird. These guys are just saying these really basic emo bars and shit like that. But when you learn their story, you learn their history, you learn their background, you go, oh, no, this is real raw shit from them. And then it makes sense. And you can personally relate to yes. in, so, in some way, in one way or another, because you start to see the progression. Yeah. You see their hero's journey totally. unfold. Which is also the reason why like, you always think, a lot of people, not always, think your friend's music is better than it is. Because mm. you understand where it comes from. You understand their everything else. Yeah, But yeah, the yeah. real goal is to make music that people don't know you would like. But nowadays, people just are huge on Instagram and they're just personalities that their music works because you know their personality. It's like maybe a Lil Dicky song, right? You wouldn't get. But since you know Lil Dicky, you know what he looks like. You know what he's into, his style of comedy and all that. The song is better now because of that. Mm. It's like a co thing. But back in the day, you didn't know the artist that well. Not at all. Maybe from what? So the music really, it just had to be like good music. But nowadays it's like, it's just who do you like kind of more so. I think that's an interesting evolution of music. It's like you're not selling the songs, you're selling the the person. It's pretty tough. It's uh because it's I think the that y- the performance it just used to be different. I don't think it's actually changed that much cuz when you went to go see your performer play live, there was usually an aspect to their show or their personality or their character. True. True. There was just not as much access to getting your character out there 24/7 yeah. like they didn't have Twitch live streaming. They weren't walking around, you know, showing what they're doing in their mansion. Yeah. They had to go out and perform and then maybe talk about it there or get on television and talk about what they want to talk about on a exactly. late night show or something like that. And it's like very rare to have music videos. Like I'm talking about the times where it's just like you just heard a random song on the radio. You didn't even know who it was by until they said it at the end. And you just went, I like the song or I didn't. But nowadays it's like you watch the music video, you watch their IG live. You know everything about them, and then you already like it before the music even comes out. Yeah. I think that we've been selling the total package for a while, but I feel like we're getting to the point where it's flipping, where the character, the personality weighs more than the music itself. Which sucks. It does Fuck that. Suck. That it sucks so suck. badly. How do we get out of that then? Well, it's just... Because it is kind of what's happening. Yeah. There's it's, some cases where it's not, because I'd say Peep was pretty a pretty genius musician that also had that... Total flair of being a character. But I agree. If but it also just, might be what killed him. If you just heard a song of his with no context, you might not like it. I didn't like him on first listen, honestly, either. Yeah. Because you're just like, wow, this sounds like really shitty drum production over just like a guitar riff. And the guitar riff could be okay, but you're like, what's these corny ass like, like the hats yeah. and cymbals are so basic. But the idea is that's like, if you know trap music and you know that's like the stereotypical trap noises and you know, oh, this is actually a My Chemical Romance sample or something like that, you get the fusion, you get what he's trying to do, you know him, you know his his influences, yeah. and then you're like, oh, that's actually genius. But if you didn't know that, like most people hear him, they're like, oh, this production sucks or like, why does he sound like that? But when you have the whole package, it makes more sense. So it's like... I agree he's one of them, but he's also one that the image meant a lot. You know, the argument, I guess, is little Tracy has the same kind of music, but his yeah. image isn't as good. And because of that, he's not as successful, maybe. Yeah, could be it. I just hope because I'm such a music, I'm on my high horse with music and I do really appreciate the sounds more than whatever the artist looks like posts on Instagram, does anything. I really care about the music most at its core. So I hope for the sake of music, we don't go too far down that path as general music consumers where, well, it brings it back to your purchasing power. Don't support the listening power. Yeah. Like if you don't like those kind of people, don't support them. Yeah. Don't, Give them your money, right? Yeah. So, like, you just will decide the true music comes through. Music, too, though, is one of those forms, luckily, in the U.S. that, like, you can still kind of make it as an indie kind of, if you're good enough, 
the labels make it tough, but if you're really talented, you'll shine through eventually. I feel like it's just, we need to make it easier for smaller artists to like grow and develop. Hmm. But I think it'll only get tougher with stuff like Spotify and all that. Yeah. Because they control what we listen to. It's really difficult. Right. You know, like all those, like those curated playlists. And how much easier can you make it? Because then, well, like you said with those curated playlists, right? Yeah. The, you're like, this song sounds good and stuff. But there's also other songs by other artists that you would also like, but they don't play those because those aren't on the label that they have a deal with Spotify with, you know? Yeah. Like How promote, many label deals is, is Spotify in the partnership thing. with all the labels? It's not direct like that. Maybe it is, but it's kind of more under the table. But a big thing is like the way to get popping now to have a song blow up. It's not to get on the radio. It's to get on a top Spotify playlist. Spotify has the playlist they make. Like Rap Caviar. If you get to be the top song on Rap Caviar, a million people listen to it a day. You're going to get plays just because you're on that list. How do you get yourself on that list? They have curators who pick. Curators who go watch the New York Knicks in box seats with the head of Republic. And it's kind of that kind of stuff. You know, so a lot of people will join a label and the argument they're like, what can the label do for you? It's like, I'm going to get you on the top Spotify playlist. I'm going to get you ads. I'm going to get you billboards. I'm going to get you plays. I'm going to get you followers. Like they can just cure, generate that now. So that's the argument. Like you're not going to get on one of those playlists. You might if like your music's really that good. And there's some, there's some songs and artists on there who aren't paid to be on there. But yeah. a lot of them are. That's so dangerous, dude. <sighs> Fuck all that, man. Right? Fuck all that. It's so weird. It's super weird. It's just kind of, it seems like it defeats the purpose of everything, right? A little bit, but you can still find the good stuff. You just don't listen to their curated playlist. Yeah. You know? Which I don't, but a lot of people do. But some are better than a million people. Some are better than the others, though. Like um, the big one on the new underground is the Hyper Pop, and they have a Hyper Pop playlist. And that one, they have guest curators. They'll have like 100 Gex picks it. But then, of course, they just pick their friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there's songs on there by people I know aren't on labels or have any of that stuff who get on their top spots. But there's also a lot who get on there because of the connections and whatnot. It's It sucks in a lot it's of ways. It's a crazy realm, man. Crazy it's a crazy see. realm. We've been watching so many music documentaries lately. It's just been giving so many insights into the world of trying dirty, to make dirty it industry. in that fucking industry. It feels like a dream, like, oh, I want to work in that industry. Now it's like, nah, I fever dream, if a dream at all. I feel like a lot of people when they're young want to be an artist or work in that world and perform on. Like, that's a very common, like, kid dream. Yeah. You know? It's just like you realize it's not that great. (laughs) At all. Yeah. It's a production. It doesn't, you're, they're using you. You're a, you're an asset to the company. That's what you are. You can make your art, but you're an asset. Does that make us obsolete? Are we just always an asset, no matter where we are, unless you build your own company from the ground up and become the next, you know? Being an asset's not a bad thing. But if you are part of a company, then yeah, you have a value. And that's... It creates your identity. No, it just holds your weight in that company or whatever Uh, company you're in. Yeah, okay, that's fair. And the argument is if it's a good company or a good product, that's your value to the world. Yeah, Right. If you work for the people who made the vaccine and you're one of their top guys, that's important. Like that's a really big deal. Now, if you're an asset of a music company that just makes a bunch of money, not to give out to the world good music, but just to pay the head, you know, board of directors, then maybe that's not a great thing. Yeah. But if you can get your art out there through that, it's kind of a win win. Yeah. It's it's not all bad. But and there are people who play it right, too. Yeah. You can play the music industry correctly. Definitely, definitely. You but can use it to your advantage if you're good. It just is, it sucks that there's like this war. It's like they're trying to fuck you and you're trying to fuck them. It's like how contract negotiations are in general. It's just like we're going to try and fuck each other. And if we both agree to fuck each other, we probably end up somewhere in the middle that we actually both like. But it's a very selfish style. It is interesting when you put it that way too. I don't think I've ever heard contracts described that way, but 
It is. Well, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I, I took a class on it in college, actually, a whole quarter just on contract negotiations. Oh, and all damn. you would do is get scenarios and like literally have a negotiation. We have to record them or do them in front of the professor. And it just shows it's really interesting because you'll get this, this list. And it's like, this is what you need. You need to get this percentage of this, this much money, this, this, this. And they have a list that's this, this, this. And the best one that he does is you guys have the same exact, like a perfect win-win scenario Yeah. where like you want this and they want this and it will balance out perfectly. Pretty much you both get exactly what you want and they give that to everyone and almost no one finds it ever. A couple of people get to it. Okay. But it's, it's more, rare. more than not. Yeah. I mean, we're also college students. We're not professional yeah. contract negotiators, but yeah, a lot of times my group did it. I got, I got what I wanted, but I also took what he wanted, uh, even though I didn't need it. I just was like, yeah, I'll have it. Right. Cause I was winning the negotiation in that scenario. And so I took as much as I could. Right. Even though I didn't need it. I was like, fuck it. I want everything. Or at least I came at him like I wanted everything. But, or sometimes contracts scare the fuck out of me. I don't know how to read them. I wouldn't be good in that situation. No, you want to get like a lawyer if you really get a contract like that. Yeah. But even for your, even for your job though, I mean, maybe not, it depends on the work you do, but you have to do a contract negotiation with your company and you will negotiate over your salary and your benefits and every bit and piece. And like you have to stand up for yourself and not get fucked by your own company that's hiring you. Like if they don't have to it's pay good to you, know. if they I don't have, have known to, that, if you didn't just tell me that, yeah, uh, our friend Omar, we were talking about it because he fucked his over because he didn't know he had to do that. Like gotcha. he just he said they're like this is the offer and he was like cool, and then he realized like everyone else is getting paid way more and argued for other things because he's an asset, he has value. So you have to know your value and know hey. I need this, this, and this, or I can go to the company next door and get a job right now. Gotcha. Right? And you, so you need to have leverage. When you're new, you can't, you don't have much leverage. Not at all. Yeah. But eventually you get and to I'm unexperienced in pretty much every, every regard <laughs> there is. No, you have a college degree. That's leverage. Yeah, but. It depends on where you're working though. Yeah. If, yeah. if everyone else, if you're at a place where no one has a degree and you do, and you make the same amount, probably you didn't use your leverage. Something yeah. like that. He's like, hey, you got to pay me more. I, I know what I'm doing. Hmm. So. But it's a fucked up world. Why can't we just be like? Is that what we learned tonight? This is it's a fucked, fucked up world. world. I, I, I feel like that a I kind of I feel like I kind of learned that lesson after at least uh, at least at one part of every single one of our talks. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much got to like. Yeah, maybe that's the moral <laughs> lesson. It's also just like a lot of things are fucked when you really look big, but I also do think there's some value in like just kind of like knowing your world, knowing what makes you happy. You don't need to think. Maybe don't think that much. Yeah. I know it's not a good thing. I agree. Like the real solution is like really think about it, but we can't worry about everything. Yeah. And you should just kind of pick your battles and the stuff you really think you can make a difference in or something like that for sure. Get into it. But you know, there's only so much you can do. So worry about what you can actually make an impact on worrying for no reason. Just going like, Oh, this sucks, but I'm not going to do anything about it. It's just like a waste of time and energy. Right. Yeah. So. Wise words with Alex. Stop buying Amazon packages. <laughs> Though today I got an order from FedEx and they fucked up and did give me my package. And I went, if this was Amazon, this would never happen. Jeff Bezos, I love you. Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos, I love you. <laughs> the shit comes the next day. It's so good. It's Amazon Prime. Man, that motherfucker is smart. It's like though. Sheen from uh, Jimmy Neutron. But it's Ultra Lord <laughs> Live. But it's Amazon Prime. What a great character. I love Sheen. Sheen was awesome. Sheen is amazing. I'm peeing in, in the, the shower. shower. <laughs> I'm still doing it. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next time. Peace.